Hello, everybody, and welcome on The Commerce Show. Today, I'm really excited to introduce you to François Leclerc, head of the initiative called Peel Treaty. So from Creaform, Peel Treaty is an affordable treaty scanner that is leading the market at the moment. Uh, François has been a mechanical engineer for, uh, uh, for a long time. So he has been at Creaform uh, for the last uh, 14 years. And in 2017, he has accepted the challenge, actually the entrepreneurial challenge to uh, move forward into uh, Peel Treaty. So he've built basically the business from the ground up um, with uh, using an, a, a, an old product that he transformed and adapt to a new market. And it was really exciting to hear all uh, his knowledge and experience about that. We've talked about uh, web marketing. So email uh, flows. We've talked about how e-market uh, on social network is product, but also all the structure behind it and the reflex he developed with using the lean startup business model. Um, so it, it was really interesting. I'm pretty sure you will enjoy uh, this episode. Uh, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and Spotify to be notified each time we release a new episode. Thank you for being with us. And the podcast starts right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome on The Commerce Show. Today, I'm very happy to receive François Leclerc from Peel 3D, Creaform. Hello, François. How are you? Hey, Phil. Good morning. Very good. <laughs> good morning, everybody that is listening. Um, all right. So uh, let's start uh, right now in the questions. So I know you started your career as a mechanical engineer. Uh, since 2008 at Creaform. Um, and in 2017, you made a switch that I think was a, a big uh, a big switch in your career uh, due to an internal opportunity uh, at Creaform uh, called Peel Treaty. Since then, uh, you become uh, the head of the initiative. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh this business actually so what is peel treaty and why you've decided to to jump into this new journey yeah okay so there's there's a lot in this uh, in this question so i'll try to answer it uh um the best i can uh yeah so i did study in in mechanical engineering uh which uh back then seemed like the most interesting to me th thing to me but i i think i rapidly came to realize that i was more of a marketing guy so Um, started to work at Creaform in 2008, as you mentioned, um, and uh, I, I, within about two years, I think I joined the uh, marketing team as a product manager, where I stood for most of my career then. And um, yeah, as a product manager, your, your goal is kind of to drive the business and, and to develop the business. And uh, so that's what I was trying to do at, at Creaform. And Um, you know, for, for a, a few years, maybe I, I had this idea of, of bringing, uh, kind of an affordable uh, solution into the, uh, uh, Creoform portfolio. Because you know, at, at Creoform, uh, we sell, um, high end quality, uh, 3d scanners for, uh, you know, kind of an, uh, B2B approach for, you know, huge companies like, uh, Uh, automotive companies and and uh, you know very famous companies all around the world and um, so our, our approach is quite different but I had the feeling that uh, an affordable 3d solution uh, would be interesting uh, to a different side of the market so I, I had the feeling that it would work and you know I, I would I would always propose this idea um, at the executive board uh, but you know their answers was always the same is if, if we do this, you know, how much are we going to sell and how is it, how is it mm -hmm. going to work? And unfortunately yeah. I, I did not have the answer back then. And of so, <laughs> yeah. And so I, 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 you know, I, I, I would wait and I let it, I let it sit for a while. And then came this, this idea of um, after a, um, a, a training that I got, and I guess we'll talk about this a little later, um, oh, yes. but Came the idea of, of bringing this pro uh, this project 
kind of into a lean startup approach. And, uh, you know, back then Peel3D was born. And uh, that's what I pitched to the executive. Uh, they were favorable to the project. Uh, and so in, in 2017, I started this uh, thing called Peel3D. Uh, it was only a small project back then, but it really took off. And um, that's what I'm doing full time now at, uh, at Creaform. So you, you basically dropped the previous job to start a new venture into Creaform and, and manage, you know, everything. So building the e-commerce, uh, building the marketing strategy to, to sell, sell your project, but sell also the, the, the product to you, to your customer. Um, let, let, let's go back a little bit in, um, in the uh the history so uh you you have a pretty nice uh, professional background uh but can you highlight us a few great achievements i always like to to, to ask that question at the beginning uh, to our listeners and maybe you can t uh, pinpoint a few things uh in in the, the in and few milestones in the the, the process of uh, building peel 3d but uh, i might be interested to to hear that well yeah i i you know of course when you worked on something uh, like PO3D, it's it's hard to think of anything else as as an achievement because you know there's this thing I'm I'm so proud of, but you know as as part of the the marketing team and as part of the product product management team at the, at Creaform, um, I, I you know I I stayed there for for about 10 years and so we, we really saw the company go from a relatively small business to a, a large scale business and uh, you know being part of the uh, the different launch events that we did the different presentations that we did uh, all around the world i i really feel lucky to have been part of this um progress of the company and and to witness these you know small scale events go to very large ones you know booking large hotels with hundreds of resellers all around the world and doing presentations in front of hundreds of, of people from all around the world, you know, and I did this, well, of course, here in Quebec, but we also traveled to Asia, to Europe, and of course, uh, very often to the US, uh, a lot of different uh, destinations. And um, I really feel blessed to have been part of this. I mean, it was an incredible experience uh highly valuable and i learned so much out of this that's that's exciting and for our listener yeah. how much employees uh are there at uh at career form um it's 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 always hard to estimate because uh, the, the company is always growing i know we're over 500 uh i think we're getting close to wow. 600 employees worldwide yeah so and they're when you mainly started, and when you you started you were around uh, how much I, I think we were around a hundred when I oh, joined okay. the company. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it is, it, it, you know, the company had had its, its first breakthrough. Uh, so the the first handy scan, first generation handy scan, had been around for um, uh, a couple of years. Um, but still, you know, we back then we were a, a business uh, about twenty five million dollar uh, size business and. You know, okay. nowadays we're we're more in the 150, 160 million dollars uh, business size. So it gives you an idea. And yeah, yeah, we, yeah, that's we came a long way. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, really interesting. And in the in the Peel project, how much uh, people the, does work? Because at the beginning you were uh, the only one, and then yeah. you build up a team around you. I know people are working from outside of Quebec also on the project. Uh, so so how much are you? Well, yeah, th so. It, the Peel3D team is meant to be a small team at, at Koreaform. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I started by myself. I used to be doing everything. And um, the, the team had progressively grew over the, the, the past few years. And we are now uh, six people working full time on, on the initiative. So this, this is a... Uh, yeah, it's a pretty big achievement for me. I'm yes. pretty happy with this. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, we can say that you are an entrepreneur, uh, so building a business inside a business. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would love to know, you know, how you started uh, to, to be an e-commerce uh, entrepreneur because you're selling, uh, most of your sales are online. Uh, so how did you start the project? What what were the steps uh, you, you put in place to, to, to build that project and make sure you're, you're going to have uh, success? Yeah, so when I started, of course, I was all by myself. I had this uh, uh, 
a scanner on a shelf uh, that had been originally designed for uh, medical purposes. But, you know, to me, it felt like it could do more. And so that's the product that I brought into Peel3D. And so we we created a brand. Uh, we uh, created the uh, the image. And, um, and one of the requirements from the executive at Creoform was uh, not to be a distraction. You know, they, they told me, okay, you can do your your Peel 3D thing, uh, you can start selling in in the different market. We don't mind, but we don't want this to be a distraction to our sales team. So of course I couldn't tap into the sales network that we had. Um, okay. Because we, that's, we that's at, at Creaform we have a direct sales network. So we have uh, Creaform employees that are doing sales uh, all over the world. Okay. And we have an indirect sales uh, network as well. So we have partners, we have resellers, uh, and and uh, so this is a very vast sales network. And so once we put a product out there, uh, we know it's it's going to sell through this network because we have people all, all around the the, the world uh, representing, demonstrating, and and pushing this technology to their own customers, and then it, it makes it very fast and very efficient at, at selling a product. But unfortunately, on my end, I couldn't tap into that network because, you know, I had to manage uh, all by myself. And so I was kind of left alone. And so it seemed obvious uh, to go uh, on the web, uh, you know, to go on on the Internet for for selling because that was kind of my only option. And it felt like it could be done in uh, a relatively uh, cheap way. The only thing is, you know, well, of course, if 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 you're selling affordable products out there, it going over the internet seems pretty obvious. But yeah. you know, we we were launching a, a professional grade 3D scanner, and you know, it's still a, a couple of thousand dollars. So I, I just I I wasn't sure it was going to work. And uh, but still, you know, we went for the uh, the e-commerce approach and um, and started this whole thing, and it was a success. So yeah. Well, What's the price point just for a listener to understand? So you're selling scanners, accessories. Yep. So what's the product offer just to understand well what, what you're selling so people are going to be able to relate uh, or not <laughs> if they're selling the the uh, the, uh, the original Peel 3D scanner came out at uh, $6,000 US dollars. Uh, so that was the original product we came up with. And since then, we've launched uh, several different models. Um, uh, you know, they perform better, uh, offer better performance for different applications. And I'd say the the entire offer goes from, it started at 6000 and goes up to $10,000. And so this might seem um, quite expensive for a 3D scanner, but just bear with me, you know, keep in mind that these scanners would, a couple of years ago would sell for $25,000, $40,000 and, and even higher. So that was quite a, a big leap for us and um, and really a game changer when it came to professional grade three scanning. Yeah. And was it, uh, have you decided to do that, uh, to, to launch Build 3D because you were seeing competition and you were seeing a, a, new, a new niche in the market or it was just, okay, let, let's start something and see if, if we can uh, target... Uh, new type of customers or more B two C oriented uh, type of, of marketing. Well, I I'd say uh, to be honest, uh, you know, for a few years I had the feeling that it it would be interesting to come up with a more affordable uh, option for three scanners. But yeah, back in in 2017, um, we were starting to see. Uh, you know, lower end competitors come up to the market with um, um, 3D scanners that that seem to perform well and for quite an affordable price. And back then, I was in charge of the uh, the GoScan 3D line of product that actually okay. became the Peel 3D line of product. Um, so you're really we, an expert of that. <laughs> yeah, <scanner>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, but you know, back then our our scanners would sell for twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, as I was saying. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, we had competitors coming up with with scanners at a few thousand dollars. Uh, you know, four or five thousand. And uh, so it, it it kind of put us in in a difficult position. And that mm -hmm. would that's also what led us to make a move and and to change things and and come up with uh, a completely different models but of course you know uh, what we were doing selling scanners at this price is we were having a um, 
sort of a, a, a special uh, business approach with with our customers. You know, you, you don't sell a, a $25,000 scanner uh, over the internet, of course. So, you know, we would uh, get in touch with, with customers, uh, have discussions with them, travel on site for a demonstration, uh, you know, really make sure that the um, that the product would fit for for his application so it was quite a big shift for us you know and this is something coming up with with uh, very uh, very aggressive pricing you know we we had to cut somewhere and and so that's what we did with um with the business model and so that's where things changed and um, that's where we started doing things uh on the e-commerce side of things so you know we just had um a few different videos on the internet. We had a website, uh, we had a brochure basically. And uh, you know, if, if people were to call, we would answer their, their questions, but that was kind of it. And um, mm-hmm. and uh, one thing that that we put out there that was quite successful um, in into uh, uh, making people comfortable purchasing their scanner was the, uh, the 100% uh, satisf- satisfaction uh, guaranteed policy. And so okay. this is something that we came up with because, uh, you know, some people were hesitating. They were not sure they were willing to make the investment initially. And so what we did is we came up with a trial period. So we basically told customers, you know, purchase your scanner, have it shipped on site. And once you once you get it, you have 15 business days, so essentially three weeks, um, you know, to try it test it directly into your application, make sure that it works as per your expectations. And if not, let us know and uh, we'll take it back and give you uh, a full uh, refund on your purchase. And so that really secured a lot of customers that were hesitating initially. And, you know, we... uh, Peel, Peel 3D was you know, a newcomer out there. People weren't aware that it was provided by Creaform, which has a solid background. And yeah. and so that really comforted a lot of customers initially. And um, yeah, we um, actually very few units came back that way. You know, people mm. would purchase them, try them and be satisfied with them. I- I'm sure you... you- got more sales because of that instead oh, a lot of more just yeah. counting the, the the returns you had and of course uh, i guess you you had implemented a process if someone reached out because uh they weren't satisfied by the product or by the application they needed you can either upsell them to another product to create a form team or also just explain them how to use the product so uh i'm sure you minimize the the, the return risk yeah 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 well you know of course being part of of korea form that lets us uh as as you uh, as you said that lets us uh upsell so there's always a possibility of of getting a full credit and and moving upwards in the korea form line of product which is usually which is something unusual for for a business like like po3d because usually you know you'd sell your best product but that's that's actually our our entry level uh product that feel and um but yeah, and and having this this uh, satisfaction policy as well, you know, it let us uh, have a, a word with our our customers because you know some people just initially did not feel comfortable with the scanner and wanted to return them, and so we always took this opportunity as as kind of. Um, uh, um, uh, an opportunity for us to to convince them and um, and instruct them on on how to use their scanner properly, and uh, we actually reconverted a lot of customers um, that initially wanted to return their scanners, and we actually uh, convinced them to keep it, and uh, now they're really satisfied with the product they purchased. That's uh, that's really interesting. And yeah. uh, for our listeners uh, that will check your website or your branding, uh, I know it's outside of my questions that I planned, but I have to ask you that. Um, how did you came up with the banana uh, <laughs> in your logo, and and why it's why have you decided to go into a more funky, funny uh, design instead of the traditional creaform, more you know industrial look and seriousness of the brand? So. Why have you decided to do that? And do you think, look, looking backward, that uh, this strategy served you well uh, and still uh, help you to, to, to grow the brand? I, I, yeah, I, I, well, I like to think it did. 
I I got to say that you know as myself I like to do things differently uh and I think it's it's a, a nice way to be different from the competition and be different with with your offer and so of course that was one of the uh, initial motivation and um yeah I think that PL3D started as a lab at Creform, so something that we would put out there to do things differently and to try things, try different things. And um, yeah, so that was part of the uh, the initial motivation. And I remember, you know, uh, back then, uh, just a little before launching the um, the the the, the PL3D uh, line of product, you know, I I was. Uh, I was actually looking for uh, a name for that business because we knew we we would not commercialize it uh, under the Creaform brand, and mm-hmm. uh, and so I I was looking for kind of a, a metaphor, basically something that would describe um, what we do in a short, punchy way. And uh, so I was I was having breakfast, and I actually liked to have bananas for breakfast. And looking <laughs> at a banana, I actually noticed that. The, the skin of the banana, the peel, was kind of a metaphor of a 3D scan because it's basically the shape of the banana, of the banana, but it's hollow inside. And uh, so that's where, as, as, as silly as that, that's where the idea uh, came from. And the, the other thing, you were thing, really seeking for a name <laughs> yeah, your breakfast. Yeah. but you know, oh, it was no. it was short, it was punchy, uh, and and in terms of of calligraphy. The Peel 3D, uh, the way it's spelled is actually quite interesting. And another thing that I really liked is looking at the, the general picture of competitors. Uh, they were really into um, similar colors. So a lot of them were blue or green, or a few of them were red, but none were yeah. yellow. And so I thought, hey, talk about of a way to differentiate yourself from yeah. from competition is you know coming up with this real bright banana yellow is one thing that's going to stand out you know when we're doing trade shows when we're displaying it on banners and things like that so it, it just it I, I think it started more as a a joke sort of a silly way but it just it 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 felt right and it took off and it stayed so yeah that's the whole story of beauty uh... Yeah, and turned out to be a pretty good success. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, fun. yeah. And and now we're gonna be entering into more the methodology and how you've uh, realized uh, that success because I I know now you're selling a pill uh, in more than 26 countries I think. Uh, so it's pretty interesting to see that you have an international uh, success with the product. Yeah. Um, so I know you have like uh, a, a rapid uh, onboarding. So you have fast process, uh, fast pace uh, at Peel. Can you tell us a little bit m- more why you're doing that and how you know you you build your workflows and yeah, I, I would be interested to know that. Yeah, well, I I, I think that in order to answer that, the, the first thing we need to talk about is the lean startup approach because uh, yes. you know if we rewind a little. Uh, so just before 2017, uh, um, I, I actually, uh, I, I was doing a, a training um, with an institute here in, in, in Quebec. And so the, the topic of the, um, of the training was uh, the lean startup approach. And so okay. um, to talk about uh, a bit about the lean startup, Lean startup is basically um, uh, well. There, there's there's a guy, and I don't remember the name of the author, uh, but uh, th- there's Rice? a book out there called the. I'm sorry. Is it Eric Rice? Yes, yes, oh. that's the guy. That's that's the guy. Yeah. Thanks to Google. And, uh, so he's got <laughs> yeah, he's got a, a very interesting book on the topic. And basically, the the um, the story behind the lean startup is it, it, this guy actually looked at different startups out there and. Um, you know, a lot of startups fail uh, initially, but uh, a, a certain percentage uh, actually have success. And what he did is he looked into these successful startups and, and kind of created uh, a recipe for success. So he's, he's basically, he figured what these things, what these businesses were doing uh, right. And uh, what, what they, he actually noticed that they had a similar pattern. And so he put together kind of a recipe for success. And what's actually interesting with uh, 
the lean startup approach is it's not limited to uh, startups. It's not limited to small businesses. It's actually something that you can implement into a large business. And that's actually what, what I did at Careerform. So, you know, there's, there's a couple um, good practices. There's a couple good things that you can do in order to make it work. Uh, but it, it does actually work. And so the way that it works is you actually, you hold back your initial investment and, and you try to come with a, uh, a what's called an MVP. So it's kind of a, a value prototype, basically. It's it's yep. kind of a mock-up of a product. Uh, and in my case, I was lucky enough to have uh, a, a 3D scanner already built. But it, it was course. not, uh, it, it had not been built for, for the market. I wanted to commercialize it in, in it. So I, I, you know, right then I knew that not, it would not fit all applications. It would not satisfy, fully satisfy all users, but I knew it was good enough for a start. And so what the uh, lean startup approach tells you is, um, you know, as fast as you can, you, you, you come up with your MVP, your, your prototype, and you get out there in the field and you start validating your hypothesis and you, you start, um, uh, you, you're basically looking for a, a scalable business model. So you 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 just try things as you go and and build on your successes and bring your 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 solution and, and scale it up. And that's exactly what we did. You know, we we started this thing uh, and um, and uh, within I, I you know once in in 2017 when we were given the go for the product for for the product launch. Uh, I think it took us three months to build the entire thing, to build the uh, the, the 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 marketing, the the business, the website, the everything, and we were up and running. And and just to give you a comparison, yeah. you know, the the typically at at Creoform, once uh, a, a a product is is decided on and we start working on a new product, it takes about two years for it to be commercialized, and wow. so. So and of course, you know, the, the, versus yeah, years. yeah, it's it's pretty quick. But of course, yeah. you know, the, the the scanner was already built, built. so yeah. you know, there's, there's there's a bit of time saving there. But still, I mean, yeah. it, it was uh, it was something, uh, it was quite an achievement. And so, uh, basically, all that to say um, that that's kind of key with the uh, the approach that we took with with Peel and with the lean startup is you know. You, you you bring the, the, the thing is is you never know how things are going to go you, you never know if if you're going to have success if your market is is going to be ready for your product if it's if you're going to be able to sell it if people are going to trust your brand and so the thing is is you can spend months and months and a lot of time you know working on your solution trying to make it perfect for the market it, you're planning to attack um, but you never really know if it's going to work until you're out there in the field and trying to get in touch with your customers. And so that's that's exactly the the recommendation in into this approach is spend less time trying to figure what the right solution is. Get out there on the field. The customers are going to tell you what they want. And so that's exactly what we did, and that led us to the success that we're having today. That's that's really interesting, and I can see right now on uh, Eric's website. It says, uh, be more in innovative, uh, stop wasting people's time, as you said, and be more successful. Lean, Lean Startup isn't about being cheap, but is about uh, being less wasteful and still doing things that are big. So we do totally get it. And of course, lots of our listeners are going to buy at the book and i will read it also <laughs> for sure oh it's it's absolutely absolutely worth your time and i don't know if you, if you can put the, the 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 reference in the video but yeah it's it's a great book so the the lean startup really i will uh, i will it. share it for sure and i know that it's uh, it has been part of uh, of your success yeah. uh talking now about your challenges um so over the last year, uh, with with the pandemic situation, and also prior to that, uh, what has been the biggest uh, challenge you faced uh, with your e-commerce store, and how you've solved it uh, this issue? Well, you know, luckily for us, being uh, um, being part of uh, uh, having an e-commerce solution ever since the beginning, um, I. I uh, 
you know, we we've been lucky enough not to have been so much impacted by the uh, the global pandemic pandemic worldwide. Uh, you know, some some companies, some businesses were uh, a lot more affected than than others, and you know, it, it's it's still a tragedy. But to us, it did not have uh, a, any major impact on onto our business. But um, I'd say that in terms of, of challenge, of course, uh, while we're trying to conquer the world with our scanners and uh, uh, while for, for a business located here in, in Quebec, it can be uh, challenging to be uh, all over the world and, and, um, and reach to any potential customers out there, uh, build our name and and get the PO3D name out there. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, we're starting to get recognition now, uh, but there's still a lot to do in, in that field. And so one thing we, we came to realize what, was that um, most of the traffic we were getting from, from our website, which was English only, of course. Um, of course. Was was actually uh, English traffic. So, you know, we were getting, uh, uh, well, of course, a lot of traffic from, from Canada and from, from the U.S., uh, from the U.K., uh, too, and from Australia. But other than that, you know, the... the we were not doing so great with uh, countries like uh, like France, for instance, or uh, Germany, uh, or uh, a lot of Asian countries. Yep. And so, but on the other hand, we it, it, it was not in our plans to have the website tr- fully translated into all different languages, because um, it's. Well, first of all, it's it's actually quite challenging to have uh, a website up and running into a language you don't master, because um, uh, <laughs> you you can't do uh, any corrections or any any change to the website, and you you can't actually know if what's there makes sense. So you always have to go through uh, external resources. Mm-hmm. So it, it was not in our plans to do that, and so. Um, so it was a challenge to us to generate uh, traffic in other languages than English. And so the solution we came up with was, well, of course, you know, over time, we actually uh, developed our reseller network. So we now have uh, uh, close to 100 resellers now, PL3D wow. resellers all around the world. Yeah. Nice. So we did, uh, we did sign a lot of them. And so, of course, they're all over in different countries and doing business into their own uh, language and um, and and generating traffic for peel 3d into their own language but we we still wanted to tap into that uh, process and and kind of help them uh, doing business and so what we came up with was we we did about uh, we did a landing page um, which we then tr- have uh, we then translated to I think 10 different languages uh, and and mm. that we mainly did through our uh, resellers. So, so we asked for their help and uh, that's what we're actually working on implementing right now. And um, so we'll have these uh, different languages uh, up there and uh, uh, we'll work on uh, generating traffic for the website. So it's kind of a, a, a an interface between uh, a general search and the the English website, so it's kind of, a, okay. of a, an in between step, and so depending on the language, depending on the country, depending on um, a lot of different parameters, uh, we will be able to either redirect traffic towards the uh, the English website or towards partner sites uh, that are doing mm. business in in the actual language. So, so. for instance, we have uh, a great partner in in Spain, so um so the spanish traffic that comes to our uh our landing page in in spanish will likely redirect towards uh their their website that's really interesting where the partner can take care of of the sale after and and yeah. and develop the relation with the client so that's that's really interesting and all all uh, again after you know four years it's still a lean method to Yeah. Uh, get the most out of your international traffic. So that's that's really interesting. Uh, versus you know doing uh, moving on Shopify Plus and having all the stores into different languages. I, I guess you know in the future maybe one day you'll do it. But uh, for now uh, you're more into you know generating leads and make sure that you can offer service to those customers. And you know, in the future nobody knows. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And. Uh, That's the thing is, uh, the, the, um, we're always looking for the ideal solution uh, with uh, PO3D. Yes. And I can say that, you know, 
we have found exactly uh, the the answer to that question yet. And so, yeah. as of now, the business model is kind of hybrid. So um, some sales are direct through uh, our e-commerce platform, and some sales are indirect and going through a reseller network. And these resellers, uh, they're also uh, most of them are also online, so they ha they have their own e-commerce uh, websites as well. Oh, and okay. some will also sell direct to their own customers. And so, yeah, we're we're trying to optimize the entire network, the entire sales network, and trying to figure what the ideal solution uh, is. Uh, so so far things have been great and uh, and uh, i think we'll keep on uh using that hybrid method for years to come and see you know how we how we uh, how we should go with that and talking about the distribution channel uh i saw your products are on amazon uh, canada and us yeah. uh are there any particular reasons uh you've decided to go uh with amazon and and how it's going and what what leverage you see from from Amazon? Yeah, I, I think that initially, once when we started the uh, the Peel three D brand, um, uh, you know, nobody knew us uh, in in the world, and I don't think that people were necessarily comfortable purchasing the uh, these uh, these scanners. And so, putting them on Amazon, I think, uh, gave us uh, well, it, it comforted some of our uh, customers. I think so. Uh, some okay. of them felt more comfortable going through Amazon because you know they're there's a couple requirements that you need to go through uh, when selling on Amazon. So, you know, you know, you're going to get your product, you, you, you know, if there's anything going on fishy with your product, you'll have some kind of security. And so I guess it's secured uh, a few of our customers. I, it, it, it's yeah. never been one of our major channels. Okay. And, and lately, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, it, it hasn't been selling that much, but, the reason we we uh, we keep it on Amazon still is mostly for referencing. So of course, you know, Amazon okay. is a huge platform and has you know it's, it's one of the, the the most visited website on the planet. So just being there, uh, being listed as um, a solution out there, uh, we know that you know some people are going to see it and they're going to go to our website directly and order from there. <laughs> so that's 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 part of the reason we're 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 part of Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, and and I saw doing my research that uh, also a few of your competitors are there. So if someone is searching for your competitors, uh, they will see you also, yep. and then you know you just want to stay top of mind. So I think it's a it's a really good idea to be uh, to be there. Oh yeah, um, and I I gotta say that I think that you know one of the major holdbacks because uh, with with our solution is uh, it's it's price point so i think it's it's rather it's still unusual for amazon to sell products within the you know couple thousand dollar uh price range but for most of the businesses out there you know whatever product they're selling it would make sense to be on amazon it's just for us i know that amazon is trying to go with uh, b2b their, solutions and yeah yeah uh, a, a lot more now uh, but uh, it's it's still early for them, and um, but you know it, it's still worth it for us to be there and and to advertise on Amazon and 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 be represented uh, onto this website for sure. That's uh, that's very interesting. Um, we know you had several role uh, of leadership uh, in your career at Creaform. Um, what have been your best outcome for you know team management and product launch you had since the beginning of your career? Um, that's a tough one. Well, yeah, and I'm 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 just I'm just trying to find ways to answer that question without uh, repeating what I told you already. Uh, but well, I yeah, I I think that um, it's 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 been a hell of a journey, and uh, I I I think I I I took some chances and. And that's probably the best advice that I can give to people out there is 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 to take these chances because I think that when you're working in in the world of business, you know what what pays is actually uh, to take some risks, and you don't necessarily want to risk everything on the, on a certain project because you know chances are you know it, there's there's huge 
probability that it's going to fail. Um, but if you put your position, uh, if, if you put yourself in a position where you can learn from these failures, uh, eventually you're going to get where, uh, where you want to go and uh, you are going to make it. So, um, and I don't know if I'm answering your question correctly, but uh, yes. yeah, I, I think that's the, uh, the message that I want to send out there is, you know, don't be afraid of failing and put yourself in a position where you can learn from these failures. Because um, if you do, you'll eventually be in a position where, where you'll win. So it's it's a, a trial and error uh, oh, yeah, methodology absolutely. that uh, that worked well for you, big time. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. But you know, there there are fields fields of the industries which are quite well defined and where you can get very accurate data and very accurate results. Uh, yeah. But you know, once you get into uh, unknown territories. Uh, you know, you have to figure it. You have to figure it out. You have to find your your way around. And there's really, you know, if, if I wanted to get a report on the 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 the, the 3D scanning sales onto uh, that share of the market, you know, it would not have been available back then. I'm sure it is right now, but back then it didn't exist. Of and course. So. <laughs> And you never know how things are going to go. You know, you never know if, if you're going to be successful at selling. You know, we had some success at Creeform, but we didn't know if, if we were going to be successful into that completely different side of the business. We did not know if, if um, people were going to accept to, to put uh, six, eight or $10,000 onto their credit card, have it shipped to their location, you know, purchase without seeing the product. So th there was a lot of unknowns um, and, but we eventually figured it out. And, uh, and I think we came up with a working solution and it's now uh, a significant part of the business at, at Freeform. And talking about success you had, uh, I know you're pretty strong at uh, video content uh, through social network. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your, you know, your digital strategy and how you generate content and how you keep uh, contact uh, with your customer and you generate some some leads with the social networks? Well, yeah. So again, we went for the uh, kind of exploratory approach, and um, you know. <laughs> To me, it was all new, to be honest, you know, and back in, in 2017, I didn't, I didn't even have a Facebook page. So it's, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was starting from, from pretty far. From the um, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, so in, we, we knew that social media was going to be a, a, a part of our strategy for sure. Uh, but we didn't really know uh you know, which social media was going to be more successful than the other. And so we start heavily on, on relying on Facebook because um, everyone's on Facebook, basically. And yep. um, and you can do a lot of profiling on, on Facebook, which helped us a lot uh, find prospects and find potential leads. And and so we were generating a lot of traffic on, on Facebook. And um, so it's it felt like the, the right platform. But... More recently, one of my uh, colleagues uh, that joined the team, uh, her name is, is Libya, and she she started giving uh, a bit of interest to Instagram because um, mm. we were starting to see these uh, uh, posts from some of our customers uh, being posted on, on Instagram. And so she started taking care of that uh, social network specifically. And, you know, within only a few months, uh, we had more subscri subscribers onto our Instagram page than onto our Facebook account. So it just feels, it feels very natural. And, and that's yeah. what's great with this, uh, this exploratory approach is, you know, once something is, is kind of that easy and that natural, it's, it's probably because you're going the right way. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it sort of came to us that Instagram was actually uh, a good media for us and a good place to, to show our, our colors, um, our scanner, our solution. And, and it, it, it was just a place we had to be on. Yeah, I, I just saw that uh, one guy scanned the face of Mark Zuckerberg and yeah, <laughs> yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> so so lots of uh, good content. And uh, of course, I think uh, Instagram is, is made to inspire people and make them discover things and prod, uh, product. And, and by the algorithm, I'm sure that 
most of your clients are getting targeted with with the hashtags and yep. all that stuff. So that's that's really interesting. Um, in terms of uh, email marketing strategy, I know I'm outside of the bounds of uh, of my questions, but I'm really interested into the the, the strategy uh, you, you you put in place. Um, what are you doing in terms of marketing automation and email uh, marketing campaigns? Um, because I think when the client gets the first point of contact with the brand, uh, I don't think he's you know purchasing at at the first uh, first uh, step he <laughs> he enter in your funnel um and you're also generating leads in, in other countries so are you how are you managing that and how do you turn uh, a lead to a customer um yeah so um uh, a lot of people are going to find us uh from uh internet searches uh so a lot of people come from uh, from googling are going to visit our our website um so you know pay, people are mainly looking for 3d scanners uh out there and so um peel 3d is is well we we i think we got some some good seo and some some good referencing and so uh people are going to eventually wind up on our site if they're looking for a 3d scanning solution uh <clears throat> Once they get to a, to our website, we try to give all, them all the information uh, that they need uh, in in order to secure their purchase and 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 convince them that the, the scanner is going to fit into their their application. Um, we also do have a lot of things like uh, videos on on YouTube, uh, the descriptive videos out there, um, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, we also implemented uh, a chat, so there's a there's a live chat onto our website. So if people are there and are interested into figuring something in particular, they can always get in touch with with someone. Or um, you know, <clears throat> if, so, if for some reason, for instance, uh, if if we're out of the business hours uh, and and we're not around, if you type something into our chat, uh, it's it's going to uh, send us an email and we'll get back to the uh, the customer uh directly and um yeah so it's um and i think i lost track of the question what was the uh the question uh, about again? the email marketing uh strategy oh yeah yeah okay. <laughs> the failing marketing sorry and right. yeah so when you get to our website uh, there there's going to be an invitation to join our uh, marketing uh, mailing list and yep. um and uh so uh, our website is built onto uh, uh, Shopify, and it's yep. actually uh, we're we're using Clavio, uh, which is yep. a mass mailer, a very efficient mass mailer, and um, and so that's that's what we're mainly using. So we're we're, bu- we're building our uh, subscriber lists, and uh, you know um, around I'd say once a month or so we'll send. It's basically a newsletter, but it's it's formatted as uh, a direct email from me, um, and uh, it, it's written as a direct email to oh, okay. our prospect, to our customers. Yeah, it's a very interesting strategy, and so far uh, we've had great success with that. Great opening rates, uh, great click rates, and um, and uh, yeah, pretty much every time that we send out a, a, a newsletter. Uh, there, there's someone who purchases. Uh, so it doesn't. It's not necessarily related to the, top, the topic of the newsletter. Uh, it, it's quite random. But just you know, being connected and and being reminded that we exist. Some people are going to say, "Hey, it's time for me to purchase my my scanner," and uh, are going to come to our website and and convert into a sale. So quite interesting uh, approach and 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 result. Yeah. That, that's cool. So maybe uh, you just uh, get another touch point into another context where the client is ready to close. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. That's, uh, yeah. that's really interesting. Um, let's uh, finish uh, this podcast with my, uh, my final questions. Uh, how do you stay up to date uh, about your industry, about the e-commerce and marketing strategies? So how do you stay up to date to have new ideas? Uh, I always ask that question to every of our guests to make sure to uh, don't miss any source of truth. Um, so what's what's your strategy for that? Well, yeah. So, of course, there's a lot going on out there and uh, there's a lot to, to know about, uh, uh, about e-commerce and about what's going on uh, on, on the web. And, and so um, we, we try to do our best to stay aware and, uh, 
and we communicate with a lot of our uh, resellers and and resources out there now that are heavy contributors um, to to our solution. But I think one of the key aspects in in order for us to be successful on, on the e-commerce side of things was uh, to collaborate with with Novitize, as as you're probably aware. So uh, <laughs> uh, the, the the team there has been doing uh, quite. Well, as as to suggest us with uh, strategies to implement and how to diversify our business and 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 you know the things that we should um, test or try and so every every I'd say week or so we come up with uh, uh, something new that we want to try something else and and we try to learn from there and everything that works. We we communicate to our sister company to Creoform, and uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's whatever works with Peel, we try to implement in in Creoform, and it usually works because it's been tested, and uh, and and so that's our way. Uh, we contribute to the business of Creoform and to the the success of the entire brand. That's uh, that's really interesting to see yeah. that uh, even if you're still a, s a small company, you can help. Uh, a huge company with few uh, new ideas so yeah it, uh, it's the proof that you're doing something uh, something good <laughs> well yeah I, i mean we really like to think of peel 3d as our lab and our mm -hmm. channel for testing things because you know we could do testing with with Creoform as well but Creoform is so big now and you know we're not so interested in failing with Creoform nowadays so you know yeah. we'd rather so uh, have risk. something not working so well with peel uh, but then you know Whatever works, uh, we'll communicate and, and transfer to Creeform afterwards. So it, it just makes sense. Thank you so much, uh, François, to, uh, for being with us uh, today. Uh, I'm sure everybody uh, uh, have uh, really appreciated that podcast. Uh, do you have an ending note or something you want to say? Or that's pretty cool. Well, I, I, first of all, thanks for having me today. Uh, it's always fun to do these uh, these interviews, and I think we had a great time. Uh, I'm 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 just uh, I, I I'm so grateful for for doing what I'm doing today, and I I really think that a, a lot of people should try it. You know, if if you have an idea at the back of your your head and you feel it could contribute to your business, you should really try it. And you know. Don't be afraid of failure, um, but then again, uh, don't put everything on the line so that if you fail, you can learn from it and, and start again and eventually find, find the right way and, and find your win. Yeah. Thank you so much, François. Have a nice day. Thanks a lot.